episode of Calm, Cool, and Connected is brought to you by Bridgeside Medical Clinic, Chesapeake Integrated Behavioral Healthcare, and Edgar Casey's ARE. Hi, and welcome back to Calm, Cool, and Connected. We are so glad that you have joined in today. We know that anxiety and depression often present themselves in adults at a very high degree, especially in the time that we're living in, but the symptoms are also presenting themselves in kids and teens. And so today we have Dr. Kara Goodwin on the show with us today to share a little bit more all about child and teen mental health. So Kara, welcome. It's so nice to meet you. Thank you, Rachel Ann. It's nice to to be on the show, and I think this is an important topic. So I'm happy happy to be talking about it. I agree with you 100. percent And so, Kara, I you know often think about we hear so much about anxiety and depression presenting the symptoms that come up for adults, but I know sometimes with children and teens, they may look a little bit differently. So can you give us a little more insight into what parents should be looking for? Even if a teen is watching the show today or listening, what kind of things should they be keeping in mind? Yes, definitely. So, you know, the, the levels of anxiety and depression, we, we aren't sure yet of the exact increases in them, but they, from what we can tell, have really increased during the pandemic. So so I think it's, it's really important for all parents to be on the lookout for these symptoms in children of all ages. And like you said, it does look different in children. So, you know, it, often in children, anxiety and depression will look like irritability. So you'll see them getting upset over little things that normally wouldn't be upset to them. You'll see them, you know, being fussier, having more tantrums. In teenagers, you know, you'll see more moodiness and, and maybe some more isolation. We also in children tend to see more physical symptoms. So, you know, anxiety could be manifested as stomach troubles. So, you know, if you if you mm. find that your child is, is complaining that their stomach hurts or they're having a lot of headaches, that can be, you know, kind of a red flag that there might be something else going on. And, and it's hard right now because a lot of physical symptoms we hear, we might worry, oh my gosh, is this COVID? Right. Um, so, so I think that there's, you know, it's, it's going to be a, a scary time for parents, but to, but to also be aware that, you know, a lot of these physical symptoms could potentially be a sign of a mental health. Something else we often see are differences in sleep. So mm. if your child is having trouble sleeping or on the other hand, sleeping more than normal, that could be a sign if they're having a lot of nightmares, that's okay. often a sign of anxiety. If you see any difference in how they're eating. So if they're eating more than normal or if they kind of lost an appetite, mm. that would be concerning. It, we We also sometimes see a lack of interest in the things that they used to like doing. And that's, mm-hmm. that's hard during a pandemic because a lot of the things that, that children used to like doing are no longer an option. So, but if you see a child who, you know, even the things that they did around the house that all of a sudden they're not into at the same level, that would be another, another concerning red flag. And Kara, I really like the importance that you placed on the physical manifestation of symptoms Mm -hmm. that can happen, gastrointestinal, you know, all of that. And have you noticed that there can sometimes be, I don't want to say a a misdiagnosis, but sometimes people feel like a child has ADHD, but it's actually a symptom of depression or anxiety. Can you definitely notice that? Yeah. Yeah. So if your child is having trouble, 
paying attention. And I realize right now a lot of children are in virtual school and a lot of children will just have difficulty with the virtual school format. But if you notice any differences that seem extreme um, in how your child pays attention and they're having more difficulty with this than you would expect, then that can be a sign of anxiety or depression. So that's, that's definitely another warning sign. Yes, I agree. And thank you so much for sharing that great information. So I always kind of use this phrase, just even in my own work, that just because you're not talking about it doesn't mean that it's not happening. And so how can parents start to check in with their child just to make sure everything, you know, is okay, essentially? Mm -hmm. What are some things that they can do? Yes. Yeah. Talking about it, you know, really directly talking about mm-hmm. it, not just you're, you're okay with this, right? Like really getting in. And, and the first step would be, you know, kind of asking them where, what, what they know about COVID and, and, you know, the, the regulations, because a lot of children have misconceptions and, and that can be a huge source of anxiety. So make checking in, what do they know? What is their understanding of this? And then asking them, you know, what, you know, asking them directly, what are you feeling? You know, if they're having trouble talking about that, because a lot of children will model for them first, how you're feeling about it. So, you know, say, you know, I really miss, you know, remember how I used to go out with my friends every Thursday night? Like, I really miss that. And when I think about that, it makes me so sad. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I feel a little bit of something called grief, which means like, there's something that I've lost that mm. is making me really sad. So explain to them, you know, what what are these these feelings that we're all feeling because they are going to be feeling it too to some degree, whether it's whether it's grief or you know sadness, frustration, um, helplessness is a good emotion to explain to them because that's definitely something that we're all feeling. And then try to model for them you know, some healthy coping strategies. So, you know, we're, we're always thinking about this as adults, but we don't really put it out there for our children. You know, how are we dealing with it? So, you know, if I'm upset about not seeing my friends, you know, I have something that I'm telling, you know, in my head, I'm telling myself, you know, well, this is something that's out of my control. So I need to focus on what's positive right now. The positive thing is, you know, now I get more time with my family and, and, and tell them what, you, what you're doing when you, when these emotions come up for you, obviously, if you have any unhealthy ways of, of coping with it, don't, you know, there's no reason Model to share those. that, but, but if, if you can think about what are, what are the things I do that really help me and then tell those to your children. And if you can even practice those with your children, that can be even stronger. You know, if you engage in any sort of you know, deep breathing when you get upset, or if you even do, you know, a, a lot of people are doing, you know, meditation and, mm-hmm. and a, trying to, to practice those techniques with your child so that they can learn how to use those coping strategies as well. Yeah. So really starting to build that foundation of coping just yeah. with your child. And one of the big themes I'm pulling from you is really to be human in this, yes. in this time that we're in, because we both know kids pick up like little sponges the, the energy that a parent is putting out, the vibe. And so Kara, I also love what you said about just not shying away from having those difficult conversations about yeah. how the family is feeling. Now I think about returning slowly back to normal life, yeah. whatever that means for anyone paying attention, you know, watching or listening. <sighs> what are your suggestions as we start to 
go out to eat more, or maybe this summer will yield us going back to the beach. What recommendations you have for incorporating that that normal life again? Yeah. yeah. So I think this is going to be really hard because I think for all of us as adults, it's going to be nothing but positive um, <laughs> when the world does open up again. And I, th- I don't think that's going to be true for children. I think there are going to be a lot of positives, but I think for children, especially, I, I mean, I was going to say, especially young children, but I could see it applying to teenagers too, that it's going to be a huge change. And to realize that any change for, for children is going to be difficult, even if it's a positive one. So, so to keep in mind that a lot of these things that we see as positive, they might see as negative, you know, they might have a lot of anxiety about going back to school after not being in school for a year. You know, they might have a lot of anxiety about being around big groups of other children after not doing this. And so to really talk through exactly what to expect, I mean, uh, for young children, they might have forgotten what school looks like, you know, what, what is expected of them at school. So explaining to, to them exactly what's going to happen. They may have forgotten, you know, what it, it, it going to a children's museum, for example, even sure. though that's a positive thing, what that's going to look like, you know, there's going to be kids all around you. It's going to be loud. Mm-hmm. So explaining to them exactly what to expect. And again, talking through some coping strategies with them of, of what, what are you going to do if it, you know, if it does make you feel anxious, how are you going to manage those feelings and, and helping to model for them how you're dealing with it and your own, your own emotional reactions to these events. Yes. I, I really appreciate everything that you're saying. I mean, even just to put it out there, like this feels weird to be out at a museum with a ton of other people because it is going to be quite the transition to go from where we have been to back to maybe some semblance of normalcy. So Kara, any kind of final takeaway strategies, tips, things that, that you've run into just in this time of COVID life and transition, finding the new normal, anything that you want to leave us with, any parting words? You know, I think that this is this has been hard for children and adults alike and to remember that children are resilient. And I really believe that this next generation of children is going to be stronger for it. You know, we worry about social emotional development, but then think about these kids who are learning how to judge somebody's emotions, even when they're wearing a mask, like maybe that will enhance their social emotional development in the end. So to, to try to see, you know, the silver linings of this and, and to tell yourself that children are resilient and have the belief that this generation of children will be stronger as a result. That's such a, a hopeful takeaway message, and I really appreciate it. I thank you so much for being here on the show today. If folks want to follow up with you or kind of hear some more tips and information, where can they find you? Um, so my um, website is www.parentingtranslator.com, and I have a, a lot of free resources for parents on the website, and I'm uh, in the process of applying for a nonprofit registration. So I'm hoping to continue wow. to um, be providing free resources for parents on my website and um, also on my Instagram, which is at parentingtranslator.com. You know, I think it's so important in these times that everybody have access to, you know, information that can help make parenting easier, you know, because yes. it's, it's, it's hard for all of us right now. So I would, I'm trying to do my part to help make it a little bit easier. 
Well, I definitely wish you all the best, especially in the application for the nonprofit. That is wonderful. And Kara, thanks so much again for being here and just sharing all your great information. We appreciate you. Thank you. you. Thank you so much. Definitely. And for everyone tuning in, we just want to normalize that mental health experiences in kids and teens is prevalent, especially through this time period that we've been in with COVID, the transition to online school, for some back to school, then back online. It has been a lot, but there are people available who are offering resources like Dr. Kara Goodwin. If you liked what you have heard, please don't forget to rate, review, share our podcast or our segment that you're watching. And just know that we appreciate you here at Calm, Cool, and Connected.